0: Greetings, everyone. And before I begin ranting and raving incoherently, I thought I'd tell you about Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need to do it all in one place. And believe me, if I can do it, anybody can do it. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone. And when you host through Anchor, you can distribute your podcast through listening platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts and even more. It has everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, it's free. That's right, anger is free, and who does not like free? So if you're interested or you want to make your podcast today, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is the Anchor app or anchor.fm to get started. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another Drunken Car Review. On this episode, we're going to be discussing everything from a new car from GM to recent emission standards and a new hire by the Ford executives. This is now the Drunken Car Review. So to start with, I'm going to give a little bit of a a caveat to this car review I'm about to do. I've been a little harsh on GM as of late, and it's not for reasons you may think. I do not hate GM in the slightest, nor do I hate any of their cars for, well, I don't despise them, I guess you could say. Like I said, it's not that I hate GM, it's just that I'm more or less disappointed in them. For years, my family drove GM cars. It was the only car we ever really, well, drove at all. We just loved them. I mean, for years, we owned a car that literally took us everywhere. I mean, I have some of my greatest memories in a GM car. My family owned an old Yukon, and that thing took us everywhere. I mean, family vacations, day- day trips to school. That's our favorite car. was built like a tank. That thing literally hit deer, got rear-ended, and that thing just kept going. But what turned us off to it was a recent purchase of a Suburban back in the government motor years that wound us turning us off to Gina. It was just wasn't built well. The plastics squeaked, the car had problems galore, the transmission went out, well, not that many miles into it, and just overall the car was just a disappointment. And with recent constant recalls and other huge problems popping up left and right, it's just been hard to get back into GM because, well, it's just too disappointing. And to be honest, I kind of took that into a lot of the considerations when reviewing a lot of the cars I looked at by GM. But a recent one made by Cadillac, of all things, actually got me a little excited actually, which was a surprise. The fact is is that with the cars like the Lyric coming out, that weird looking thing, it had me nervous for Cadillac. I think that they may go the way of the dodo in my opinion. Back to their old roots of boring, useless cars. But that opinion kind of changed with the new Cadillac CTV Blackwing. Now the Blackwing has kind of been around a little while, but last edition of it was a bit you know, subdued. It had a little V6 engine that put out a good amount of power. It wasn't super impressive. The interior on it was a little lackluster for anybody's opinion. And it just didn't feel anything like spectacular. It kind of felt like an old Camaro in some cases. Just kind of dull. Another car that kind of died off. But this new Blackwing is totally different. Just from the outside of this car, it is truly a spectacular vehicle. I mean, it just looks sharp by any means. It looks like It's like a classic Cadillac, almost. Despite its racy-looking lines and its awesome front end, it's just impressive to look at, to be honest. Now, it doesn't have some of the cool features, the tiny, minute details that some of the older Blackwoods or the smaller CT4 have had, but this CT V5 is impressive to look at. No way around it. It's swoop back design, it's cool spoiler on the wing, it's carbon fiber accents, it's just a damn cool car. And that's before we even get into what's under the hood, You see, I was concerned when they announced the new Blackwing thinking, well, they got the Lyric coming out, oh, they're planning to go all electric. What is this thing going to be? Well, in my opinion, I think they let the leash off on this one. I think they uh, let the old people run free with this car. Because under the hood is a V8. Yes, we have a V8 Cadillac, something I haven't seen in a while since Escalade. Yes, a V8 sedan. That's what you need under a Cadillac's hood. A smooth-powered V8. At least it's not smooth by the definition, you think. You see, this thing is a supercharged V8. Uh, It is not exactly underpowered, either. This thing puts over 680 horsepower to the wheels. Yes, this thing is powerful. 680 horsepower. This way, a little bit over that, I think I think it's 660, something along those lines. Upward of 600 horsepower. And the fact is, it ain't no slouch. The thing is, well, light, heavyweight for... It's a big car. It's pretty lightweight for what its competitor is, in my opinion. The only thing closer to this thing in horsepower range and size would be a Charger. And it's actually lighter than the Charger in lots of instances. But that being said, it still feels like a Cadillac. Yes, you get your 600 horsepower. Yes, it does come standard with a manual. But the fact is, it doesn't feel like it's some just stripped-down muscle car. It's got the feel of a Cadillac, the appearance of one everything is just spectacular looking on both outside and inside this vehicle truly it took me by surprise because to be honest i was a little nervous when they announced this thing i'm like well what kind of electrified piece of crap is this gonna be but i was pleasantly surprised when they came out yep we have a supercharged v8 well that changed my mind rather quick so the fact is while i was nervous they definitely changed my mind very quickly about just the appearance alone I mean, the sound definitely changes your mind as well if you haven't been convinced by the exterior or interior. Just firing this thing up, it just sounds spectacular. If you have a sound clip or are able to look one up, it just sounds throaty. It sounds powerful. It sounds like a hell of a V8. And surprisingly, I know some people like the supercharger noise, but it doesn't have a whole lot of supercharger noise, which, in my opinion, I like. It sounds more naturally aspirated rather than the whistly little whine of a supercharger on the thing. It just sounds powerful. It's got a throaty exhaust and it revs up pretty damn well. I mean, most people say you can cake cruise this thing pretty easily at 90 miles an hour in second gear of all things. I mean, that's somehow. There's one hell of a power band on this thing. And on top of all that, it rides like a Cadillac. Yes, it has the track performances of, well, any car you'd hope for to be competed with things like the M5 from BMW. But. It handles like a Cadillac. A lot of people say that, well, you can ride over some of the roughest roads in the entire country, and yet it still feels like you're floating on a cloud, because that's how a Cadillac should be. Yes, it's a Cadillac. Yes, it's a performance car. Yes, it is spectacular. It's a bit expensive by standard definition, but for what it is, it is super cheap. This car is actually under $100,000, which for a performance-packed carbon-fibered supercar with 600 horsepower and a sedan, that's pretty damn cheap. It's really cheap. Hell, if I had the money right now, I'd probably go out and no place in order for one. If you do have the money, I'd strongly actually suggest it. That's right, I'm suggesting a GM car, despite my disdain for recent vehicles they made. This is actually thoroughly impressive. Now, is this going to give you the luxury of a Mercedes-Benz or the leather super-fine interior? No, I mean, let's face it, GM interiors are kind of iffy. Even now, they've been upgrading, yes, and they look super sleek. But there's eh, some fit and feel issues that some people have with them. And, like I said, I can't say entirely blame them that being said it is still a relatively impressive vehicle by any standard definition of that word so if you in my opinion if you have the opportunity if you have the money and if you have the time i would strongly advise you get yourself a cadillac black one. because to be honest it's probably one of the only cars and hell maybe one of the last cars the gmf is going to produce that's in my opinion halfway decent the problem is well the car is spectacular. It's kind of almost sad, actually. I mean, GM's saying that they're all going to go all electric, and this is kind of like they just let the old people off the leash for a bit to design the car of their dreams before they wind up yanking the leash back. And to be honest, even just with the car's size and that, you can kind of tell it's built for an electric future. It's got a it's pretty big for even a smaller sedan size, and it just kind of looks like it's prepped up for an electric car, unfortunately. And it's kind of sad, actually, if you think about it, especially with the news I'm about to release later on in this episode, you can kind of tell it's almost like a last hurrah for Cadillac, or anybody who likes these kind of cars. Like, it's all coming to an end, and they're just kind of going out on a high note, yes, but you can kind of tell it's kind of the last hurrah for people who make these cars. Uh, Not that made that depressing for me. Anyways, let's go on to a little bit of news and move on from the depressing point of view I just announced to you all. Let's start off with some forward news, shall we? A guy by the name of Mr. Field, or the first name I cannot remember off the top of my head, a former executive at Apple and at Tesla, has recently been hired by Ford. Now, his job is going to be to manage things like the autonomy sector and the electrified sector and basically a large part of the company. Obviously, with their move like Lightning and other electric cars and the Mach-E, Ford's definitely pushing a lot harder even to the electric thing, even though they haven't announced it as strict to GM. They're pushing hard in the electric market, and they've hired a guy that seems to know his stuff. And another big thing people are actually claiming about this guy is that while he's being hired sure to handle things like autonomy, electrification, and other things, the fact is is that, simply put, I think he has another role too. And I agree with some of these people. Some are saying that with the recent chip shortage and that, hiring a guy from a formal Apple, because they have been no less than Tesla, They're actually implying that he might be also being hired to handle the chip situation, a recent problem that they've had, and possibly even think about investing in, well, making their own chips, which I think is not a bad idea. I mean, Ford's always been a very in-house manufacturer, and if they could do that, well, that would solve their chip problem pretty quick. But it just takes time to build a factory, sure. So, I don't know. I mean, it might be a good hire. It might lead to some interesting electrified vehicles. So far out of all the car companies I've seen making electric vehicles, Ford's is by far the most impressive. And I think that overall, I think... might not be a bad hire for them overall. Anyways, on to some other news. Yep, the depressing stuff. From New York, they have recently announced that... Get this. They're going to ban all gasoline cars by 2035. Yep. Joining California in their insanity. I've stated before why I do not think electrification is the future that everybody thinks it's going to be. I mean... That wasn't a few years ago until people were complaining that battery acids are going to destroy the world from tiny little AA batteries. I have no clue why people think these huge batteries are better. Anyways, but the problem is, there are a few problems with this. They say, well, by those times, you'll have used electric cars on the market. The problem is with a used electric car, unlike a gasoline car, you can keep filling the damn thing up. And, well, as long as there's nothing wrong with it, you can get probably this consistent gas mileage, maybe a slow decrease, and it's consistently going to run. The problem is I have with electric vehicles is that battery degradation begins to set in after about four to five years, which means that, for example, if you have a 10-year-old electric car, you may not even get the 200 original mile range that it only had on it. You may be lucky to get 50 or 100 even. And the problem, another problem I have with New York is I don't think they're putting in consideration, especially if you live in the city. Where the hell do you plug these things in? That's the place that New York is not known for. It's vast parking structures and it's great driveways and it's wonderful parking garages. I mean, what are you going to do? Install every single parking meter with an electrified meter? Oh, yeah, that'll double your price meter charge on that thing. I mean, let's face it. Is this a good idea? New. I do not see how the hell they're going to get this to work, especially in only 15 years. I think people say, well, it's 15 years down the road. That's a pretty damn long time. But let's face it. Is it really? I mean, if you think about it, the movie Back to the Future thought that in 20 years we would have flying cars and 3D Godzillas or T-Rexes plopping out of for advertisement. Where the hell are my 3D T-Rexes, people? I do not see that on the road, nor are our cars flying. 15 years may sound like a long time, and it may sound like a big change could happen by then, but let's face it, less than 1%, about 1% of the cars barely right now on the road are electric cars, and while they are selling more of them, there's still the majority of gasoline cars. You can't just ban everyone out right from your city what are you gonna do oh that's a gasoline car get that shit off the road you're gonna what arrest everybody who pulls into that city with a gasoline car it's silly I mean I don't see where they're gonna make this work I don't see how they're gonna get the plug-in systems to work I don't see how any of this is going to work but again I guess I can't complain too much at the end of the day electrification is coming and if less governments are smart enough to actually look to my solution which I think is far superior I think it would be better and you know what? Another thing I just found interesting, my friends, that I've just observed in my drive today. You never believe what I saw. You know how Tesla is always these gas saving vehicles? Well you won't believe what I saw just pulling to a Dodge Ram dealership to look at what she appears to be looking at is a Jeep. That's a Tesla. And she's looking at used jeeps. Ha <laughs> ha! Oh Tesla Oh, you got your Tesla sure, but you sure as hell you eh, for saving the environment. Oh, boy. Anyways, I'm kind of out of news and kind of out of ideas and kind of out of suggestions. Again, I have a few other things i like to talk about, but, well, let's just say we'll save them for another episode. Tomorrow, we're going to be doing something a little different as well. I've decided to stray once again. We're going to be doing the top five worst cars in history. Uh, we're going to be reviewing everything from old cars to new cars to cars that are up and coming, in my opinion, that look like they absolutely suck. And we're going to be ranking cars from everywhere. I mean, anywhere I can think of. And I'm going to be looking up some of these cars, why they're bad, why they're good. My suggestions on why some of them are different. Now, a caveat before I even get into this list, and I'll list it all tomorrow, too, is that I'm not going to be ranking cars like, for example, a Pinto or a Pacer or a Gremlin. Why? Because simply put, these cars had a sort of occult following. While they are hideous, while they are useless, while they are sometimes even dangerous, they had a cult following that got them to be pretty damn popular. And a lot of people liked them. So I won't be disparaging those cars too much. I'll just kind of state my opinions of them. And, well, we'll leave it on the side list. With that being said, that'll be next week's episode. If you enjoyed my rants and ramblings for today, please subscribe to this channel. Hopefully I can get a few likes and actually get some people to listen to my crazy mind. And I hope you all enjoy. Hope you have a wonderful day and a wonderful night. Goodbye.